This is the Ray Lowe Show. We on. What's up, what's up, what's up, what's up, what's up with the Banky Band, shout it. What's up, what's up, what's up with the Banky Band? Hopefully this song will get out of your head sometime soon. <laughs> Hi everybody, welcome back to Art the Funny Girl, season two, episode, episode two. two. Thank you for joining us back for another week. (laughs) We hope you enjoyed um, our first episode, Art of the Resilience, that came out last week. Yes. Um, And let's get on with this show. This show is going to be titled... The Art of Being in Love. Let's talk about love. Being loved. Ooh. (laughs) Let's talk about love. Yes. So going from like the resilience part to like being in love and loving yourself more... You know, that's like the next stage I think we're both in right now. Definitely. Um, so we, we we started episode one with updating you guys on what's new in our life or why we took the hiatus that we took, but we didn't jump into what we got going on now. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, if you're not following us on Instagram, you should be. Um, and for those of you have, that have been keeping up with us, you know that I got engaged, I got married, and I had another baby. That is a lot. It's like boom, 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 baby. Exactly. Uh, and no games. I'm talking about, we got to get it done. <laughs> it was a lot of knacking and tacking. <laughs> please, <laughs> please, 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 don't start. But, um, yes, we got married. We got engaged in 2019 uh, to my my boyfriend, my love, my forever. Um, we, got, we got engaged. It is what it is. Okay. We, we, we'll let you say what you okay, got to say. Um, we got engaged uh, March 9th of 2019, and then we ended up, uh, we set our wedding for April 4th of 2020, but of course, COVID uh, entered the chat, yeah, and we had to postpone it, so we ended up getting married June 20th, 2020, which actually ended up being perfect because it was Father's Day weekend, so we got uh, we got married Father's Day weekend, we got to honor my dad in that special way and then also um greg became an official stepfather to jace kensley who mm-hmm. we all know and love my daughter um and then i had my son um just just this may 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 19 2021 he was born on malcolm x's birthday period, period. Mm-hmm. so you already know he about to be out here doing um Activism. (laughs) But yes, he's three months old. His name is August Joseph Sherman. And Joseph is for my father, to honor my father, uh, Kevin Joseph Oliveira. And yeah, he's such a cute boy. My sister keeps saying he looks like he's Middle Eastern or he's He um, literally looks Pakistani. And he does not look like yes, that. He's he Pakistani. He looks, yes, he, he does. He's giving It's melody. giving Constantinople. It's giving... It's Stambul to Constantinople. <laughs> he's, he's very brown and I, I love that because... My daughter is so brown cute. too, so they're like, Lo has these two little brown babies. But and she gave birth to two kids that look nothing like her. Like they both yeah. look like their fathers. <laughs> yeah, he August definitely looks like Gregory Sherman. He yeah. might as well have been Greg Sherman Jr. So um anyway, that's what's going on with me. I'm raising two children. Um with the love of my life, Mr. Greg Sherman. So I'm Lorel Oliveira Sherman. That's legally my new legal name. I can't name. believe. I can't believe. Yes, that's the name of my. When she first told me she was changing her last name, it's like, <laughs> you know, you know, it's like the facts of life. Like you know, that's like the next step of marriage. But it's mm-hmm. just so crazy to live your whole life with yeah. the last name, and then all of a sudden it's something different. It's still weird because I still use Oliveira um, on a lot of my stuff because the name changing process is very hard. Like from your passport to your driver's license to all that stuff. When you do that, you have to change everything over. So I've only changed it on my social security card for right now. And everything else still has Oliveira on it. Um, and then eventually I'll slowly start doing that. Part Partially because I work at the airport. And like with TSA, you have to go through so much to verify who you are. And I would have to get a new badge and all that. So I'm like, let me just slow my roll. Because yeah. that's a lot of paperwork that I just don't want to do. But what's going on with Raina Ford? <laughs> Because Raina Ford got more news than me. So what's the No, I do not. Raina Ford. The people want to know what's the um, um I don't know how this happened, but uh, mm. I fell in love with somebody, y'all. Oh, I fell in love. Let me um 
No, I fell in love. I fell in love with somebody. Um, so Ooh. ironically enough, um, it is Lorel's husband's best friend, who he kind of always been in the picture. Um, but we just started dating back in 2019, like shortly after my dad passed away. And it just really developed and blossomed into something I wasn't really expecting. And it's been like the healthiest, the healthiest, nicest relationship of my life, honestly. Mm -hmm. But I also recognize that like going through my own personal changes, um, dealing with the death of my dad and different things, I don't think I would have been able to receive him Mm -hmm. before the passing of my dad. It's like it was a total internal change in me. That having somebody like him come into my life, I definitely was able to like receive all of him and like be blessed as opposed to like, you know, the knuckleheads I was dealing with before. And, you know, I think there's something to be said about that because I was just talking to my good friend Giles. Shout out to Gilesy because he be doing all my mm-hmm. media stuff. But we had a really in-depth conversation the other day and I was telling him like, you know, um, when you're really, when you really fall in love with somebody, I know for, from my experience and I could say from your experience, like you, there's a shift in you that happens first in order to fully, um, be in that relationship. Because I know for me, my journey with Greg was like, that was my friend first and we were really friends. Like that's, that's my dog. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that video by Cleo Trapper where she was like, I ain't got with my boyfriend every day. Cause he's fun. <laughs> like, he's fun. <laughs> like that's me. Like right. I hang out with him because he's literally like my best friend. And so for me, I always knew that I wanted to be with him. Um, but it never, our journeys never aligned that way um, right. at first. But I feel like it was for a reason because God was really working stuff out in me that I had left over from previous relationships and um, just ways about me that I needed to change, you know, like getting your, your temper in check and stuff like that. Because yeah. you, when you, when you're in a relationship, you really need the tools to communicate properly. Yeah, and I didn't have sure. that. And I thought like, oh, I want to be in this relationship. But God was like, ma'am, you don't have any. You're not ready. And you're about any to ruin it. To- yeah. You're mm-hmm. about to ruin the whole thing because you don't have any tools, any skills, um, how to communicate properly in this new type of relationship. Because it's not something that you put together. It's something that I put together. And when yeah. God puts something together, you know, he's not the author of confusion yeah, and confliction. Not. So... I don't think confliction is a word, but confliction is not a word. But it sh- it could be because it's like it should flusters. Be. <laughs> it should be flustered and Webster confliction. Get on it. But anyway, so um, yeah, I would say it, it's interesting because we we're kind of like Mary Mary because you know Mary Mary their sisters and then they marry um two men but the last names of both Campbell so they ended up having the same last name but our significant others were friends you know from the time they were kids and then we're sisters so it was like it worked out it was like yeah it's interesting it's interesting wouldn't you say yeah, <laughs> yeah. my, my yeah. boyfriend's here in the room now but it, you know we've <laughs> had this conversation yeah tons before because um i think that um i and i told him when we went out on our first date when i got back i told my mom I was like he's too nice like i don't know like wow and my mom nice. was like he's too nice i was like yeah he's just too nice like mm, i don't really think mm, that mm, like mm, i will i would ch- bite him chew him and spit him out like you know that what i'm saying it's nice rashad i'm so sorry but i'm just being honest that's how I, <laughs> that's how i felt but then you don't deserve it rashad. this our first date was a week before our dad passed away. So then obviously immediately afterwards, I wasn't ready to even entertain any situation. Mm-hmm. And then long story short, I'm not, we ain't got to get into the details. Please, please <laughs> let's keep it private. <laughs> but we ended up uh, coming back together like around July of that same year. So mm-hmm. from March to July. And, um, you know, I had to kind of unpack some things because I think, when I was thinking about, well, why would I say that somebody is too nice? Like, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. That's also like a reflection of like self-worth and what you feel like you, you deserve. deserve. Yeah. Or like your suspicion of like, if somebody's nice to you that they want something or they're not genuine. Mm-hmm. And that's like how, the experiences that you've had. Or you don't deserve someone Or you don't deserve you like somebody, that. like yeah. why would somebody treat me like that? Um, or it's like the, the person that they sent on the first date is not really who they are. Like mm-hmm. eventually the real colors are going to show. You just waiting. You like, ju- you're just mm. waiting. So I'm like, I'd rather you just show me who you are in the beginning mm-hmm. 
and not open my door and like barely stop the car when you dropping me off. I mean, I know. <laughs> Do a drop, drop a road. Yeah, drop a road. And I know that's who you are. And then I can say, I can say, oh, I have all the facts in front of me and I can accept that. I think that's a really, there's two things I would add to that. The first thing would be that um, I felt the same way about Greg. I felt like Greg was like really, he's, if you've ever met Gregory or seen him or know him, first of all, he's very hilarious. He goes under the guise that he's not as funny as he is, but he's so funny. Mm-hmm. However, he's very calm. He's so calm. And I, I feel like being with him has made me more calm. But when I met him, I was not calm yeah. at all. So right. I remember one day having a conversation with my dad who met him and um, approved of him and loved him and everything like that. And I was telling him, I was like, Dad, well, I don't know why he want to be with me because I'm a rap scallion, baby. I can throw it down with the yeah. best of them. So uh, he was like, well, he was like, Laurel, you need him. And I was like, mm-mm, because I don't like the way that sound. When you say I need somebody, that's sounding a little. He's like, no. But you just need somebody he to was like, you, you need some. You need yeah. him because he's going to balance you out and he's going to bring a different perspective to the table and then he was like you know greg is very analytical which he is he's if he's analytical the man will analyze anything down to i love you honey i love you <laughs> but he's a math teacher and he's very i would say left-brained and he's very yeah. analytical so for me i'm totally the opposite and when you have when you bring those two together it's a perfect match so when he said that i was like he was like no he sees that and he sees that in you and you need him to really balance you out and give you um, that other side of, you know, what you don't have. So it, that really blessed me in a way. And it really showed me like, sometimes we really down ourselves and we're like, I'm too rough. I'm too a type personality. I'm too this, I'm too that. And I don't know why this person would want to date me or, you know, be with me. But I feel like when you're with the right person too, the most, there's this thing that's circulating, circulating where it's like, you know, you want to be soft. Like women want to be soft. We, our nature is to be soft and to be nurturing and things yeah. like that. But a lot of times we are not in the environments that allow us to be right. like that. So right. when you get with somebody that does allow you to let your guard down and they're genuinely a good person, because some people, like you said, you'd be waiting for the fox to jump out the clo- the sheep's yeah, clothes, not sure. the fox, the wolf. I'm like, what? <laughs> you'd be waiting on the wolf to jump out. Or the, the fox she- in the hen house. Is that what it is? I was thinking wolf and sheep's clothing. Is that closing. like promiscuous? Like, what would it be fox in the hen house? I certainly hope I'm going to Google. Not. Y'all going to get back to y'all. I certainly, I don't know what the fox be doing in the hen yeah. But, but yeah, you're waiting for the wolf to come out of sheep's clothing. Yeah. And you're just waiting for the other foot to drop. But you know, you know, going back to uh, my girl Iyanla, mm. you know, one thing that she said um, at one point was like, women, and you know, you hate to be the cliche, but like daddy issues, right? But like, Daddy issue doesn't mean necessarily always in a bad way. Right, like just right, however right. you experienced your father, one way or another, that's how you. I give up, the earring gave me problems. I give up, but in my favorite, but I however you experienced your dad, <laughs> I can't see. Lois having technical difficulties. Her earring don't want to stay in her ear. But um, however you experienced your father, you find men like that whether it's somebody like your father somebody the exact opposite of your father somebody that you know treats you like him or does stuff for you that he didn't do at some way shape or form it's in comparison to how you experience your dad for better and it or for can worse. be uncon- um an unconscious oh thing it's for sure un- like a, you know, a subconscious thing because subconscious not unconscious <laughs> <laughs> i hope y'all ain't dating up unconscious out here uh we don't want no situation you know y'all knew what i meant but yeah um, okay, sure. so I don't know if I ever <laughs> shared this with you per se, but I was um, had been sitting and thinking right after Dad passed, and um, after me and Rashad went on a date, and I was like, I think that the reason why I had picked the type of guys I picked before, and they were all kind of the same in demeanor, like they were all like kind of dominant, kind of. Mm-hmm. except for one but like you know they just had that way about them where it was like i should be seen not heard like yeah. we'll discuss it at the ha- you know just those type of things um like with dad right it was like i knew he's like the one the man in our lives that's like no matter what happened I, okay we can call him like mm-hmm. if somebody ever mess with us He's gonna, you know, get rid of the body, and no one, nobody ever know nothing about it. Like he's gonna ride or die for us, like no matter what. No, like 
episode one, we talked about no matter day or night, mm-hmm. what time it was when you called him, he would show up. And you knew that. But he also would talk to you crazy. And he also didn't have, like, respect, the respect that you would have wanted from him in certain situations. And, you know, and then seeing, like, the dynamic between him and mom and stuff like that. So what did you learn? You learned that a man that loves you is going to ride and die for you, but he might not necessarily respect you. And he might not necessarily talk to you the way that you want to be talked to. And and so you receive that, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, he talked to me crazy and stuff, but he loved me. He going to ride for me. So however he talked to me, it's like whatever. And for me, it's like that's that's how I receive. That's your first man male relationship that means the most. So that's how I kind of received. And then I started to go down the line, like everybody that I dated, and it's like it's like some some were more extreme, some were less extreme, but they all fit in the same category of how they treated me, except for Rashad. I feel like, and that's and that's another thing that I would say is important. Just kind of being like having a temperature check on yourself and knowing, um, you know, before you're, you fall head over heels for somebody like what you are going to be like in a relationship and what your preconceived notions and experiences are, because you can definitely bring those to the table and, and it can impact your relationship. You know, like we said before, like getting into a relationship with the right, it could be the right person, but the time may not be right because you have all of this stuff within you that you have not quite uh processed or been honest with yourself about i know for me and we always talk about this like we have the gift of being um able to like tear someone down with our words like i can build you up up. i can build you up or i can read you down yeah i can can read i'm talking about some novels take these out and so for me i have always had to use that kind of weapon in relationships that i've been in where it's like you know, the right. mouth, the mouth was nasty. Yeah. And, and, you know, the Bible always says like, you have to be, um, first of all, your tongue is a weapon. And also like, you have to be, um, you have to have a rain on your tongue. That's yeah. what it says. Like you have to have a rain on your tongue. And so for me being in a relationship with somebody that's very calm spirited and really considerate and thoughtful, it's like, you never want to make them feel bad with yeah. your words, you know? So that was something that I think I was really working on with myself like okay even if we disagree it doesn't have to be like oh i'm going for blood baby yeah. like we, we we disagree and we are going all right and, i'm going and, i'm you know going it, in, it's you so know? true it's so true so you don't have to do that because you know we had kind of like a crazy upbringing right and like communication amongst us all as siblings like has definitely had to improve as we've gotten we've gotten older and so you know, if you don't communicate adequately with the people that's in your house, like the closest people, when you branch off into the world and you start getting into these outside relationships, it's like it's like the silver tongue. Like, you just slicing up. Mm-hmm. But I, I told Rashad, um, too, I said, you know, thank you for giving me the freedom to mm-hmm. be who I actually am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't have to be this vicious person to defend myself or to protect myself, like, and... A lot, a lot of times you don't walk away from those type of situations and be like, yes, got them. Sometimes, but then sometimes you're like, dang, I don't like, do that. Man, you know what I, I wish learned it didn't to ha- do? I wish it didn't have to go down like that. Like you don't ever really feel yeah. great about it. But you know what you have? What I've what I've learned is that, um, and this is you know, first of all, I love you, husband. You know I do. You know we talk about this all the time, but. What I've learned is that when you have God in your relationship, you don't have to do that because you if some if something is not going the right way, you can just pray like God, if I'm wrong, reveal to me that I'm wrong. You know, and if I'm wrong, I mean if if my significant other is wrong, reveal to that person yeah. that they're wrong. And you know what? I, I hope this doesn't sound cliche because it's really true. I've had that happen so many times where God will say to me, like, you need to go and apologize to your husband. I don't even want to hear it. You need to go on in there and apologize. And there's sometimes he'll come to me and be like, God, if there's a problem in the relationship, show me what the problem is. And you get on your phone and the front face and camera's on. <laughs> like, all right, all right, all right, all right. It's you. It's you. And that's the bottom line. So I've had that moment where God be like, all right, it's it's definitely you. And yeah. And then, and then I'll have a moment where my husband will come to me and I'll pray that. And I'll be like, God, you know your son. Your son acting up, Lord. Yeah, but do you and know? You know, even you know, that, so. even even that is something that I'm not used to. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I'll tell you why. When you actually get with the right, okay, when you're used to like tumultuous situations or situations that don't bring the best out of you, or like that person is always like doing something wrong. 
you're always the savior in the relationship. You're always like the good one, right? Mm. And you don't really have to try because it's like this person, everybody knows that like this person is the messed up one. So when you get with somebody that's like like you and equally yoked, it shows so much about you that you need to work that's on wrong. as well. Mm-hmm. And you'd be like, dang, I was so used to being like the good person. Like I'm wrong. The good person. I, yeah, the, the one that's doing right. Like I'm <laughs> I'm not wrong. Like it's not <laughs> it's not me. Yeah, it's, yeah. It can't be me. You know what I'm saying? And that for me was like a major learning curve because they say your when you, your relationship should reflect is like a mirror and it turns yeah. a mirror back on you and it shows you like what you can be doing better. Also, yeah, um, and just that's so used I to think righteousness, like that's oh, yeah, yeah it's right. righteousness. Yeah. It's like slow down, Abraham. <laughs> Whoa, there, Abraham. Slow down, Enoch. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious, you want to be caught up? In- <laughs> I don't know why I hate that name. Lord forgive me. Enoch, yeah, it's very. Oh, I don't like that. Name. And then we knew that man that named. Oh, excuse me, I don't want to say it on the podcast, but we know somebody named. Okay. We know somebody named. Moving on. What are you finna Google it? But let me tell you though, Enoch in the Bible was righteous. He was so righteous that he was one of the only people in the Bible that never died. God didn't want him to experience death, so he just took him up into the sky. They said he just vanished one day and he took him. Up. God, let it be me, Lord. Don't let me experience death. Just yeah, take me like, on when up. I'm like two thousand years old. Take like, me on just up. Beat me up. God said, e- Enoch, come on up. Yeah, it's like, beat me up, Scotty. He just took him on up. Just take so, him up. Anyway, but you do, you have that self-righteous mentality because you're coming out of a relationship where you're always the one trying to do, you know, you're always the one trying to, like, prove that you have the better attitude, the yeah. better demeanor or whatever. But you know another thing, too? So. I think the reason why we're able to, like, flourish, like, obviously, I'm not engaged or married yet, so... You know, there's a there's other stages of yes, of life yet to why. be seen. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> but um, what was I gonna say? Kali, between the two of you, I can't even. Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Look, sorry. But no, I I I agree with what you were gonna say. I feel like um, when you're in a when you know somebody's the one. Aha. Uh-huh. You found it. Yes. Light bulb. Light, Light bulb. bulb. Light bulb. What I was, what I was gonna say was um. I feel like I'm I'm able to love Rashad more now because it's not performative. Like I don't mm-hmm. feel like it's a love based on my what I performance, can do, what I how good I am exactly. How, yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, you and I talk about this a lot because um, in our just in our family structure and our friend structure, I think people lean on on us either either individually or collectively being like the life mm-hmm. or like uh, the jokesters or like you know just bringing like. A blessing. Yeah. Which is, it, yeah. if it is who you are, then mm-hmm. that's what you're going to bring. And so people only can rely on what they know of you to bring, right? But then sometimes, you know, if you're, you don't even have to be having a bad day, but maybe you just don't feel like talking today. Yeah. Or maybe you just want to relax. And it's always the assumption, like, what's wrong? What's going on? What's going on? to me this morning. You know, what's wrong she with said, you? Is my wife Laurel downstairs? I say, yes, I am. He said, <laughs> what's wrong, baby? Do you need a kiss? He's like, oh, I just give mommy a kiss. I was like, yeah. I'm okay. Right. I'm just making some milk. <laughs> but but, but yeah. it's it's fine when you when you do that in the world because that's not where you're always you're not always there. But if I'm gonna build a life with you and and we live together, I don't want to feel like I can't woosa and just let my shoulders down and mm-hmm. just be myself i don't want to feel like a circus monkey and that <laughs> the love and approval that i need as a human being yeah. is based on me being up here because that's not sustainable and it's not realistic and that like being with him as opposed to before i never was given that time to like rest or mellow out mm-hmm. and you? i think i feel like you see people it gives you the opportunity to really see someone for who they really are and you get you get the chance to do the same so you get the, like you say you get the chance to really be who you are mm. and be your best self yeah i feel like i've experienced and i was just telling greg this the other day like i feel like i've experienced myself at my best because i'm with somebody who wants the best for me and mm. sees the best in me right and even before i could see it for myself he would speak those things into me um even the podcast you know taking a break from it and then wanting to get back into he's like man you guys need to like you guys this is your gift this is what uh you're so good at so yeah. not having someone that is jealous of me or wants to support which we both experience yeah like dating people that are like that jealous jealousy of you or 
<laughs> or jealous. It's a spirit. The boys be giving. The boys be giving the spirit. Of yeah, jealousy. but they. But like, yeah, I we've both been in situations where it, you don't. You know that person doesn't support you, and they support you because they they see your success as a direct threat. Threat to or something that they or, want to do that they don't feel. They're not courageous enough to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they feel like, okay, well, I don't have the courage to live out my true dreams and desires, so I'm going to... Y'all, I had a boyfriend that dropped uh, that broke up with me because I dropped out of college, and then seven months later, he dropped out of college and joined the military. And it was like, what? Wow, I hope you're listening, child, because you... It was the the craziest thing, and the the whole reason why he, he broke up cause, is because he said he didn't... He didn't see what direction my life was going in. I was making a terrible what? decision. No, you didn't see what direction that's my exactly life was going verbatim, in. Verbatim, that's what he said. Not, not and what he, direction. And it's like less than... Like, uh, who are you? Eight months later, he dropped out and joined the military. Who, and are, it's like, who are you and to tell me you don't see the direction? He's still living in dorm my. style. Dorm style living. You're bunking. <laughs> it's giving bunked. Bunking and flunking. It's giving. No, no shame because thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. Thank you for your service. We are in a very trying time where our military brothers and sisters are very much appreciated. But don't tell me you don't see the direction my life is going into. Because I have a problem And then I'm going to have to come for <laughs> the bunt bed. I'm going to have to come for it. Anyway, just going back to like the things that they might have been afraid to try or do or stand on their own. Like, yeah, I've had everything. I never really thing. felt truly supported. Like mm-hmm. the dreams and goals that I had, it was like, oh, that's nice. Like, yeah, it was no real interest. No interest and it was at like, all. Oh, okay, so you're not interested in what I'm passionate about or anything. Exactly. Which I think we came from a very a family where it's like we'll we support dreams happening. Like we're like, yeah, go for it, go for the gold. Like put your put your all in. We yep. came from parents that were like. Hey, you know, you don't have to necessarily go to college, but you have to get a skill and you have to really put your best foot forward right. by what it is that you want to do. So we didn't come from people that that were like shoving stuff down our throat. Right. That was like, you know, or I tried to mold us into something that we weren't. Exactly. So being having met my husband and engaging in that friendship, the friendship alone was different because the friendship was very much like real support was present from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And so then that developing into I already knew the man was the man was fine. Okay. And the man was given what it needed to be gave at the first meeting. So I was like, okay, I this is for me. You know, I, I really see this going somewhere. Um and that was always a sign because throughout the years that we've known each other, he never changed. Like you said earlier. Yeah. It was not like all right, so Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, Dr. Jekyll finna jump out, the Jekyll spirit finna show it, you know, it wasn't like that. And so right. um, I'm really grateful that all of these years have gone by and he's still true to the person that I met. Um, and I think that's a really key thing. The art, if you talk about the art of being in love, the main thing is that the person you fell in love with, though they may grow and though they may progress, they will not, the essence of who they are will not suddenly change. Yeah. That is like, like, who is this person? Like, yeah. I've never seen this person before. This is giving disguise, giving master disguise. <laughs> like, mm-mm. So, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a new experience. It's a new, um, I don't know for you, like, what is it like being a wife? Mm. Like, <laughs> you like the Don Cheetah moment. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but you know what I'm saying? Like, that's a big deal. It is. It Being is. a white, like, it's like, white. <laughs> like, it's it's a huge deal. And it, and you don't really register that idea when you're a kid growing up. Mm-mm. Never. I dreaming never, about marriage. It's but like, I never oof, dreamed about it. That's the thing, like, it's so funny because last night Greg was like, did you ever play with dolls and stuff? And I'm like, actually, I don't think yeah. I did. We, we tied up the Kenya doll to the bed and beat her. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, moving on I definitely didn't dream of like wifehood as a kid or like you know my my some people's ultimate goal in life is I want to be a wife and mom no that was not anything that I honestly I can honestly say I never really daydreamed about that the only time I started really thinking about that is when I got engaged honestly and I saw my I started to get visions of like being at the altar and you know, having a home and, and just dreaming forward. And I feel like that really started my dreaming process about that type of life. But it it didn't st- start when I was a child, you know? And now Me being, neither. Being, being a wife now, 
um, for me, it, it really gave me a bigger appreciation for um, like mom, for instance, you know, having four kids and being married and trying to maintain a house and maintain um, yourself, first of all, making sure you're well kept and you, you know, you, your butt's washed and your hair's clean yeah. and stuff like that. It's, it's hard, you know? What's going on with the butt washing? <laughs> <laughs> It's hard. Uh, when August was first, I'm gonna let when you don't have no kids, yeah. But let me tell you something. When August was first born, me and Greg would be like, we have to stay on top of each other about the showers. <laughs> we have to like. Where are you on the shower schedule? The, When's you, the last time you checked in for the shower? Shower? Are you on a two day schedule? Are you doing every other day? Like whatever. Are we, we doing? doing three or four and days? I promise four you, days I'm not pushing. Yeah, it. Four days is way too damn much. <laughs> You're going four days. Why aren't these celebrities washing between your cheeks? Why aren't these celebrities washing? You know, it's a different level of What's nasty. What's going on? I Y'all poop on, every day. I can honestly say that it was like you're so exhausted, and then you're and then you're trying to make sure because the baby's eating nonstop, nonstop, and not sleeping and stuff. Yeah. So it was just hard. But I would say that wifehood um, with the right person is great. It's like yeah. the best thing ever. Like you feel like you're in your purpose. Like this this person, like yesterday. Greg and I sat in our sunroom and we were just sitting and, and talking about, um, we were doing our morning devotional in the Bible and stuff. And I just felt so grateful to be like, man, this person, God made this person for me and made me for them. And we get to go on this purpose journey together right. um, and really dream together because we have dreams and goals and stuff that we want for each other and for our family. So um, it's, it's, I mean, I enjoy it so much and I hate the stigma that people put on marriage where it's like, well, you're going to be with this person for the rest of your life and this and that. I don't, yeah. I never subscribe to that. But now um, being married to the love of my life, I feel like, nah, y'all got it really messed up because it's really fun. It's fun. Yeah. Being with him is fun. Like we do a lot of stuff together, but we also have our individual stuff. Like, you know, he's a realtor. He is a teacher. He has his, his goals for his business and stuff like that. And I respect him a lot. I respect his work ethic. I respect his space. I allow, you know, not allow him, but I want him to go hang out with his friends and have his own friend group. And he's like, always like, Laurel, go hang out with your sister. Go hang out with your mm-hmm. friends. You know, real love is not going to hold you back and right. make you feel like, now, like, um, let that girl out the house. She needs to see her friends. <laughs> like, that's yeah. how I feel like people kind of put the stigma on relationships and marriage and it's not supposed to be that way whatsoever um so what in terms of um what i would say before getting married and before getting engaged i would definitely say you have to do the work beforehand before you get in marriage and it makes me so sad because We've seen a lot of marriages and stuff like that that are falling apart or that are going through. Yeah. And it makes my heart heavy because it's like, man, like you don't want that for anybody. But it's so important to look into yourself before you get with someone else and also as a couple do do the work. Because I can honestly say that when Greg and I do not agree or we're going through something challenging, we always come back to one another. And it's not a it's not something that breaks the relationship because it's like we had really serious conversations beforehand. Like I remember when I was in, um, not to dominate the conversation, please jump in whenever. But when I was in um, flight attendant training, Greg would come to the hotel um, that I was staying at. We stayed in a hotel for two months to train and he would come there and we would sit down and have dinner in the hotel lobby. And we had conversations like, what was the worst thing you ever did in your life that you regret that you feel like you could, you, if you could take it back, you would. And like, what's, you know, what's something that you have done that you're ashamed of or something that you've done that you're really proud of, but you know, it gives the other person the opportunity to say, uh, uh-uh, you, so you was doing what? So you, you had went, okay. So you, <laughs> like, it, can give, it gives you the opportunity to be like, I don't think I'm outraged yeah. because uh, there's, you know, lines that you draw in the sand that you're like, I can't deal, I can deal with this or I can't deal with I this. I always talk about having like, uh, designated deal breakers, like mm-hmm, real, real clear. And, and that goal, that has really nothing to do with the other person that has everything to do with like understanding who you are and 
giving yourself a fair chance and not saying, well, I think I could deal with that if it's this person. Like, be honest with yourself. Like, I know the, the that, The girls course, be giving dishonesty. The girls be giving dishonesty and, and, and giving themselves misery because you, <laughs> you're not telling yourself the truth. And I know that X, Y, and Z, I don't care who it is, I cannot deal with. Nope. It's, it's an absolute it. deal breaker for me. And, like, having those lines in the sand and then also uh, being humble enough um, to have the art of compromise if we're gonna talk about the mm-hmm. art of something like knowing that the art of compromise is very important you know dr phil said dr phil is controversial and i know why is dr him. phil controversial they, the, the girl said he's racist and that he'd be trying to, and he sent the girls to that little ranch remember he sent the girl that said meet you, me outside to that little ranch listen sometimes you gotta separate no <laughs> he's sending the girls to okay that ranch I, I gotta i gotta do my research i gotta see what's going on with dr phil but Dr. Phil uh, said, don't do you want to be right man. or do you want to be happy? And it's like one of those phrases. I'm the type of person where I can hear a phrase and it changes my whole perspective on life. Mm. Like sometimes I'm like, okay, what does that mean? But mm. it's like sometimes you have to really like be able to dissect the situation and be like, do is it really that important for me to be right in this situation or is it important for me to be happy? That doesn't mean let stuff slide that's like outrageous and ridiculous and like he's mm-hmm, slapping you upside mm-hmm, the head and all types mm-hmm. of stuff and stealing your, your car and all types of like but really be honest with yourself. Do I wanna be right or do I wanna be happy? And learn how to navigate those situations and make those determinations and be be honest with yourself. But I also think that it's virtually impossible to have a happy, healthy relationship if you don't know who you are and you don't love yourself that's that's an obvious given i mean but it's so i think that you if you don't know who you are you need to take time to do that before you even embark on trying to be in love with anyone because i feel like when i got with gregory i learned that no matter what, I have to be whole, period. Mm-hmm. It's not he come he complete speak around the girls be giving half and half. And it's like the girls be giving. The girls be giving. I'd rather live in his world. I'd than live without go, him in mine. I'd rather go blind. Excuse, excuse me. You rather go blind. No ma'am. Ma'am. You're giving Stevie Wonder and it's I'm giving, giving Stevie. No. Uh-uh. So I feel like I I had to learn that I have to be whole and then he has to be whole and then we come together as two holes and it's not half and half because at the end of the day <laughs> it's not half and half. The girls be giving skim milk. <laughs> giving two percent. The girls is giving reduced fat. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like no, oh, I don't want to do that. Like because the the thing is. When that person leaves, you have no identity outside of them. You don't know who you are. Yeah. You are in shambles. And yep. I've experienced that. You oh, know what me I'm saying? Too. I've experienced, I've experienced relationships. And then at the end of the relationship, I come up for air. And it's like, I've done nothing. It's next level heartbreak. I've and done then you're nothing with my life for You're in the mirror years. unrecognizable Ugh. because you have to really piece yourself back together. Oof. So I feel like for me, I look at my husband and I see him. He's so whole. He's so... Um, you know, he knows who he is and he walks and he like, I've been seeing him. He'd be so confident, especially when he be talking that necking and sacking when he be doing the real estate talk on the phone. Oh, my, doing necking and tacking because uh, you know, <laughs> we don't need to talk about what's going on in the bedroom. I would never disclose that information. <laughs> don't even do it. it. It's off limits. Don't even get into okay, it. Okay, I was hoping that it was off limits. It's very off limits. I it was about you would never. <laughs> The Pandora's box. My God. My God. My, my, my. <laughs> my, 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 my. We dropped on down in there, no, we? I, <laughs> When he's Stupid. talking business and doing real estate deals, I'm just so in awe. I'm like, wow, he's really confident. He really yeah. knows his stuff. You know, he's really, he's just him, you know? And yeah. I, he always says it to me. He's like, man, babe, I'm so impressed. Like, you're, you're really like, especially... And and just to add this nugget in there also, when you add pregnancy in the mix, my yeah. God, today. Yeah. You just need somebody that's really going to be there for you and really encourage you because you go through so many changes. You know, having two kids now is like your body goes through changes, your emotions go through change. Sometimes you wake up and you, you're sad. You don't even know why you're sad yep. because it's just like your hormones are nuts and you're just crying or you just feel big and you need somebody that is going to uplift you and is yeah. going to speak life into your spirit. Yep. And that has to be on a 
if, if you were somebody that already don't know how to speak life into your spirit yep. and then you get pregnant, girl, the spirit is going to be... Or like, why y'all be marrying people and the whole relationship before <laughs> marriage was terrible? I, I mean, I don't. People think marriage is going to fix the no, issue, but it just really makes it harder to, to break up, and it's more expensive. To most break definitely, up. and it's going to amplify every problem that you've ever, yeah, if that you've ever experienced, mm-hmm. or not even p- problem that you've ever experienced, but it's going to amplify things that um, are within you, yeah. you know, and within that person that you never even addressed before. Right, and right. like, I can honestly say this: I'm so grateful to even be able to say this, but. Me and Gregory, we don't argue like that. Like we have, mm, we have. That's we, the thing. We that's don't be one. going at each other's necks yeah. all the time. Where it's like this is very toxic and it's very. Yep. Um. And I've been again. I'm speaking from experience of like I've been there where it's like this. I'm going balls to the walls. Yeah. I'm, I'm turning the car around on the highway. Like yeah. We're going into the median. You you look back. We yo, going into the well, median. We, listen, me and Rashad was just talking <laughs> okay. about that the other day, and it's I was like, like you no. know. We were talking about a story in particular where somebody, a couple was having like some trouble and I was like, you know, in my past life, the story you're telling me, I would be able to realistically visualize it and mm-hmm. be like, oh, yep, I see why she did that. Uh-huh. Now it's so foreign to me. That's like people really be acting like this in a relationship. Like, why would you want to be with that person? But I've We've been, been there. there. I've seen it. I've been there. And literally every day I tell him like. I'm so happy you I'm so happy you're home. I'm so happy that you're here. Like mm-hmm, every day that I see him, I, I, I feel happy. happy. I feel mm-hmm. happy that he's here. Not like, oh, what did I get myself into? I'm I'm here with this and guy now. Bad, you know, and I'm not I can't suggest- get rid of him. You I'm know what I'm saying? I don't feel that way at all. Because I feel like, you know, the, the well, I'll just say this. Both of us have lived, you know, with someone without being married, you know, to that person. Mm-hmm. And I know a lot of the I'm older generation. up. Yeah. Shack, As we speak. Shack, shack, shack it up. Um, it's giving Shane's rip shack. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was, when we were engaged, Greg and I were engaged and we got, we moved in together and everybody was like, oh, you guys are not married, but you're engaged. I mean, Who you're, but you're moved in. You know, we come from the church. Who though. said it? I will not disclose because I respect everyone's opinions. Oh. But but there was some, you know, some up and down opinions. But the thing about it was, I thank God for that time because it really showed me that I could live with this person. Yes. And, you know, I had Before a real... Before signed on the dotted line yeah. and it's like, wow. And, and, and you know what's crazy? We were already committed to... I, we knew we were getting married, period. You know, and at that point we were already engaged. So it was like, it was set in stone. Like, this is my person that I'm committing my life with. Um, so we moved in together and it showed me so much. Like I enjoy being with this person. I enjoy right. living with them and right. I can live with them. Like, it's not like I moved in with him and he's a, he's like, oh, for example, let's say you don't get, you don't move in and you get married. You, you're living with this person. They're a pig. You know, yeah. the house is a mess all the time. Right. The, the, the athlete, the shoes are giving athletes foot. Oh, I mean, it's athletes. giving, it's not giving what it needs to give in terms of, this is the person that I want to live with mm-hmm. is you're coming across all these, these coexisting yeah. issues. And so for me, and then especially with you, like already having Jace, like correct. How, you know, what's the dynamic at the house with the kid? Like, it's just a lot of layers. And mm-hmm. I feel like, I don't know. I res- like you said, I respect other people's opinions. Like when it comes to certain things and like mm-hmm. marriage first. And then I feel like marriage is such a finite thing. Like obviously you can get a divorce, but that's not where you're going into marriage. You're not intending to get Mm-mm. a divorce. And it- I'm going to be with Mr. Sherman too. God but I, I, I feel like sometimes it's certain things that is, it's real risky to, to just already be married and then now you're living together. You never lived together before. Mm-hmm. Like there, there's certain people that don't even believe that y'all should sleep over. So it's like you have no idea of how this person is. Mm-hmm. In a live-in setting, I feel like that's such a. Ooh. It's a risk. It's risky. It's risky. I'm not saying that you can't do it because obviously, if you trust God, God can. If it's aligned with God, it's always going to be aligned, and it can work out. I'm just saying, for my personal experience, although there were some, you know, some um, d- opposing thoughts about us moving in with one another, I'm grateful to have that experience because once we got married, we had already been acclimated to like, okay. We have Jace, and, you know, Jace is my daughter biologically, but Gregory has been in her life since she was one and has been raising her. So 
um, alongside her dad because her dad is very present in her life as well. Want to just make that clear. Um, but in a in a house environment, it was like he's very involved in her life. Like, how do you drop her off at school and pick yeah. her up? And you know, what does that look like for us as a family? So by right. the time we got married, it was like, girl, ain't nothing changed. After we got married, we came home and it was like, uh, like back to our life. You know, back to the same pot. Yeah, man. back to our life. And and it was it was just um, a great preamble yeah. to <laughs> come All on right. preamble. Come that on, was a great <laughs> wordsmith. <laughs> preamble do y'all be using preamble in your everyday life no so anyway well <laughs> when the last time y'all said preamble right because the girl uh, slid uh, that in there real smooth uh, uh. but um do you have any last thoughts about the art of uh being in love because we're going to move into the art of gratitude like you know for me the art of being in loved is the art of being loved mm. like accepting Accepting that love, yeah, you know, you know. on that. Accepting the love, <laughs> accepting the love, like uh, from your family, from the mm. people that really care about you. And for me, that was always uh, an issue because I never felt—I don't know if worthy is the word—but you, you just never really felt. I never really felt like people were genuine when they mm. were telling me nice things about myself or. Complimenting, complimenting me on like on my singing or whatever it was. It was just like you're just in my mind. It's like that's not really how this person feels. I never really was able to receive stuff, and so I think it made it very difficult for me to find the right person mm. when I already didn't feel internally that great about myself. And so self love is yeah, but I don't think I realized me. I was that person. Yeah, because like I, I never felt like I was a person that that struggled with self love. That seems like. Yeah, somebody else. Somebody else. That's it's not, not me. Yeah. But then when you start to unpack like all the little things, and it's like, okay, there was a roadblock here, right? That prevented you because the love was there all along. You right. know, we've had the same friends for years. We've had the same, you know, family. Obviously, we're sisters. But I always felt different, mm. like in a way. Like I always felt like it wasn't genuine. So once I realized what that roadblock was, and then all the love that started to pour in, and the things that started to change in my life because mm. of it, because I was able to receive it at, in totality, then I have somebody like you know my boyfriend now who you know I'm waiting. Don't do that because okay, because I did an episode one. I was doing every episode until, no. and then I'm gonna do an episode when he actually does it and be like, look y'all, this what happens when you persistent and you pray. God gonna snatch the blessing up. <laughs> But I, 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 what I'm saying is you're never going to really be able to feel the love. You know, sometimes God puts, yeah, sometimes God puts people in your life to show himself to you, to Mm. show you how much he loves you, to show you that he's there for you. And you're like, God, nobody cares. And it's like, yeah, but you're. You're not opening the peepers. You're not really. I mean, you're not receiving let it. There be light. You know, like that. I tell this story all the time. I know he's sick of it, but it's what? like you know when somebody's drowning and it's like God help me. Oh yeah, help I know me. that one. Yeah, and he's like, I sent you a boat. And then you the boat, dummy. the boat passed by. He's like, no, God, finish, God, go save me. Don't worry. And then he's like, God, he, then you die, you go to heaven. God. That's from Pursuit of Happiness. Yeah, but I'm, I'm telling it to the people. Y'all watch Pursuit of Happiness. <laughs> but said, the longest short of it. Yeah, big dummy. <laughs> but the longest yeah. short of it is. God sends you him in ways that you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm. And the people, maybe it's not people that's like long, long-term people, but just like the people for the moment to show you his love and to show you his kindness. But you have to be receptive to it. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to recognize it when it comes your way and to hold on to it and take it in for what it is. And so I feel like once I was able to do that, I mean, everything changed for the better. Yes. And even when, even when bad things happen or situations don't work out, uh, for for the way you feel like they should, I still don't feel like upset or like totally devastated because I get to look around and be like, well, you know, I still got this. I still got this person. I still have this. And I still on have that, that note, that's a what? great segment into the art of gratitude. Okay, well, go ahead, girl. Pop it off. Preamble. Um, this that was the preamble to the art of gratitude. Oh, you girl. see that double double preamble double. <laughs> Put me on the prices right. Ah, I mean, not prices right. Price. The wheel of fortune. <laughs> the price is wrong. See, Greg wanted to go on prices right so bad. Oh my god! He said that's his dream. Give it a wrap. But um, you know, every episode we're gonna end with the art of gratitude. Yes. And um, I will honestly say, since it's the art of being in love, I would say I'm grateful immensely for my husband Gregory Carlton Sherman. I feel so blessed to be his wife to be his partner, his helper. Um, I feel grateful for my children, Jace Kensley Turner, that girl, 
and my son August Joseph Sherman. It still blows my mind that I have a son and that his name is August Joseph. Like, come on, like that's like a. And he's Pakistani. No, he's yes, not. Yes, he is. Get out of here. When he starts talking, he'll be like, "Welcome to Seven <laughs> Eleven." That is very wow. No comment because that was very rude. <laughs> I apologize <laughs> to my middle the Eastern art of gratitude. We brothers we... and sisters. <laughs> I stand with you. I stand with I Pakistan with you. I stand with you because what? Uh, but anyway. Y'all need to see our son. He's very, very for ethnic. my baby. And my babies. And um and, and then like you said, all that God has brought me through and Oh yeah. Um yeah, so I'm grateful for my husband, grateful for my children, and I'll shoot it over to you real quick. Um, Art of Gratitude, I'm grateful um to God for being able to let go of those roadblocks and those things that were in my way mm-hmm. to receive the the life and what he had for me and the happiness because God essentially wants you to be happy. He yes, doesn't, he doesn't want you to live a, a miserable life. That's mm-hmm. not what he wants for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful uh, for my future engagement. I know I feel it in my spirit, y'all. It's on the rumblings. It's my, coming. My, my. And I claim it in Jesus' name. Um, the people <laughs> is just But, no, I'm grateful for, for the love <laughs> of my life. And um, his name is Rashad. Y'all don't need his whole name because, no. But his name is Rashad. And um, I'm grateful for <laughs> Now, when he proposes there, uh, if I say his whole name, then you know he proposed. But um, I'm, I'm also grateful um for my nieces and nephews. Yeah. I didn't even touch on them. Unfortunately, I'm going to keep it brief. But mm-hmm. um, even before I was dating anyone, I mean, they showed me, you know, un- like we need to think about like unconditional love. love and love somebody just thinking that like you're you're just up here and you're like the best thing. That was like, I, I never expected that because they're not my kids, but they are my kids. They love her so and much. The love that I get from them, like when they call me when they want to be around me, when they they think I'm just so fun and so interesting, it's like, you know, you get something from that. You get some type of validation mm-hmm. and it really like, it, it's the chicken soup for the, for the <laughs> teenage soul, for the auntie soul. For real. It really is like the best thing. <laughs> and so because I know that from them, I can only imagine what it's like when I have my own kids. Yes. But I am grateful for that. And I'm grateful for my mom. Me and my yes. mom are like really, really close, and I feel like, shut up, but I feel like the love that I'm able to show her now that I wasn't able, like, we just didn't have that relationship before, I don't Mm. think, but, like, now I understand her more as, like, a person and not just, like, like my mom, and Mm -hmm. so the way that I love her and show love to her is different. And I can see you're how making she... me look bad, Mom. I love you too. No, I'm... I love you too, Mom. And I'm here for you also. And you can call Shut me also, up. and we can share a bond also, also. too. So, but yeah, it's really I'm I'm grateful for my mom. Child vibes. And I'm the middle child. The I got two older, two younger. I'm... It's not giving. Look, if it was a Lifetime movie, mm-hmm. nobody's rooting for my character. Okay, I am dead center. It's not about me. Nope. I know that. No, guys. <laughs> Have a wonderful, wonderful We will see you guys next week. And we'll see you on the next episode. Make sure you're following us on all social media outlets. I am at JustLo on Instagram. Two T's on the just, L-O. And Raina Ford is underscore, underscore. (laughs) Quick a letter, quick a letter. uh, (laughs) Quick a letter, quick a letter. Which is Lindsay. Yeah. With an A-Y, underscore, underscore, Raina. That's R-A-Y-N-A. Um, I also uh, do makeup. Yes. Do the makeup. Shameless yeah. plug in Jesus' Shameless name. Shameless plug in Jesus' name called Raina Beauty Co. You can find my page through Raina my... Raina Beauty Co. C-O. C-O. Like company. Yes. And also, last but not least, make sure you're following the podcast page because you don't want to miss it. Make sure you turn on your notifications. It is at A-O-T-F-G podcast. That's at A-O-T-F-G podcast. <laughs> Is that the police? Who flashing the lights? <laughs> um, and we'll check you out next, next time. Bye. Peace, peace, peace. <laughs>